0: What is up, you Sunlight Samurais, how are you guys doing? So I want to talk to you about the importance of 5-alpha reductase, which is the enzyme that converts testosterone into DHT. It converts a bunch of other hormones as well, but people mainly know it as the enzyme that converts testosterone into DHT. And DHT is the strongest antigen that we have, and a lot of people associate it with hair loss. So I want to talk to you about the importance of 5-alpha-reductase and not that you don't want to inhibit this enzyme because it can create a lot of problems. And that's why we have this condition which people call PFS, post-finasteride syndrome. All right, so a lot of people think that DHT is only important during puberty, when you develop your sexual organs, your bones, your structure, ear growth, those kind of stuff. And as you are past that pubertal stage, you're in your 20s, you don't need DHT anymore. This is what people think. But that is not true. There's a lot of evidence that shows that you need DHT and that blocking it creates a lot of side effects. So a lot of people say, like, you know, testosterone is the only thing that's needed. But no, there is very specific DHT-dependent things. Like those benefits of testosterone is DHT-dependent. So I want to talk to you about, and this will cover some of the finasteride side effects as well. So I'm just going to throw it out there. A few of the side effects of finasteride would be liver injury, liver toxicity, Uh, kidney problems, bone loss, mental disorders, insulin resistance. Um, And this is because when you exercise, you get that boost in insulin sensitivity, and that is DHT-dependent. So blocking it with finasteride lowers DHT, and you don't get that benefit from exercise, that insulin sensitivity that that you would have gotten. And also it causes problems in the liver. For example, it inhibits the proper detoxification of uh, cortisol, and then you get this. Um, it also messes with bile synthesis. So now you it uh, in, kind of like inhibits the synthesis of primary bile acids, but creates toxic uh, cholestasis bile acids. Cholestasis is when you your your bile doesn't move; it's static. there are in the liver and causes a toxic environment, and this causes problems not only in the liver but also in the brain, in the hypothalamic pituitary adrenal axis causing adrenal insufficiency in the long run. Okay, but the first thing I want to talk to you guys about is the prostate health. A lot of people also associate DHT with prostate cancer, and they've shown that if you block DHT, that significantly reduces, or if you block 5-alpha reductase, it significantly reduces DHT also in the in the uh, prostate. And what they found is that if you don't oppose estrogen, so if, if the DHT to estrogen ratio falls, then you get an increase in fibrosis in the prostate because estrogen promotes fibrosis, fibrotic hard uh, state in the prostate, whereas DHT has the opposite effect. So if you have a high estrogen to DHT ratio, you will more likely get a problematic condition such as prostate fibrosis. So l- imagine your liver is supple and is working normally, but then it become, it creates oxidative stress and then it becomes fibrotic and doesn't work properly anymore. The, another example would be in your scalp where you start to lose hair and oxidative stress and lack of blood flow eventually leads to fibrosis on the scalp and that can cause the chances of regrowing is much less because it's fibrotic and then the sun can like shines on your scalp because it's so fibrotic and that's because of a lack of DHT in the prostate specifically that i'm talking about so low DHT and high estrogen leads to a f- f- fibrosis in the prostate so you need dhd which is actually protective against problems in the prostate. Yes, it is anabolic to the prostate, but it doesn't cause prostate cancer, and injecting testosterone into the prostate can cure prostate cancer. And then next up on the list, we have DHD and sperm. So a lot of people, or back in the day, they, they looked at male contraceptives, and one of the options was testosterone. But it only worked 50 to 70% of the time, so that means that 30 to 50% of people on testosterone even with complete suppression was still able to produce enough sperm to produce children and to make their woman pregnant and they found that the men that were still able to produce sperm at the highest levels of DHT so even with complete suppression the DHT was able to maintain the Sertoli cells so that they can still produce quality sperm to impregnate their, their woman so again you need um, DHT for fertility purposes and you can completely shut yourself down with testosterone, but as long as you have enough DHT, you're still good to go. So that's that was quite interesting how spermatogenesis was also kind of like DHT dependent. Then DHT and cortisol. So there's a few things. It's, it's not just, you know, DHT. It's ratios between DHT and estrogen for the prostate. It's the DHT to cortisol that will make you in a more androgenic and anabolic uh, environment. So the higher your cortisol is, the more likely you are to be... Catabolic. And the higher your androgens is, the more likely you are to be anabolic. So it's that ratio between testosterone cortisol and DHT to cortisol, because DHT is the more potent androgenic um, hormone that we have. Now, 5-alpha reductase also detoxifies cortisol into an inactive metabolite that can have pro-GABA effects. If you block that, you have, you end up with more cortisol, and more cortisol is catabolic, it's harmful to the liver, it makes insulin resistance, it causes depression and anxiety, and I think a lot of people have, that suffer from PFS have this imbalancement in their adrenal axis. So first of all, they have too much cortisol, they have insufficient cortisol detoxification, and their hypothalamus are insensitive to the negative feedback loops of cortisol, And also their their, uh, adrenal glands don't respond as effectively to ACTH as it should. So there's an insensitivity in the adrenal gland itself and also in the hypothalamus. And restoring 5-alpha reductase can help to enhance the detoxification of cortisol and resensitize the hypothalamus and increase the dht to uh, cortisol ratio. You don't want to be cortisol overloaded, and blocking 5-alpha reductase can actually cause that. So cortisol... The DHT to cortisol ratio, very important for 5-alpha reductase. Next up on the list is the DHT to estrogen ratio, again, for a penile health, sexual function health. So estrogen is an independent marker for erectile dysfunction. The higher it is, the more likely someone is to have erectile dysfunction, because too much estrogen, first of all, creates too much nitric oxide, which then causes vascular permeability, and then you can't get a proper erection, because blood can't pool in the penis very effectively. And then... Also, estrogen shifts the stem cells in the penis more to the adipose side, whereas the androgens shifted more towards the um, muscle cells. So your penis consists of muscle and the more muscle it have the smooth muscle the better it can operate the more adipose tissue it has the less effective it can operate and the more less effective it can become stiff so the androgen the dht to estrogen ratio is very important and the same thing is that when you have too much estrogen to dht that will also promote penile uh, fibrosis the same thing in the prostate, too much estrogen to DHT can cause prostate fibrosis. Too much estrogen to DHT in the penis can also cause uh, penile fibrosis. That's why people on finasteride do get uh, penile fibrosis. Some of them, not all of them, but some of them do. And I think one of the main reasons why not everyone starts to get negative side effects from finasteride is because you have this whole androgenic pool. And this includes something like androsterone. And these are all 5 uh, alpha reduced metabolites. So 5 alpha reduced um, You get androsterone androstanodiol, androstanodione, 3-alpha and 3-beta-diol. So when you use finasteride, it lowers DHD and the 3-alpha-diol by about 70 to 80%. But it only lowers androsterone by about 50%. So this is also that they found that when you give people testosterone, it increases their androsterone. And people that have normal testosterone but low androsterone don't have as much libido. And people that have low testosterone, but higher levels of androsterone tend to have higher libido. So, when you give people oral testosterone, it rapidly converts into androsterone, and that is excreted in the urine over a couple days. So, this is all dependent on 5-alpha reductase, as testosterone fills up that androgenic pool, and so does topical DHEA. So, if someone already has good uh, levels of androsterone, or their androgenic pool is quite good, and they use uh, 5-finasteride, they lower dhd but they don't necessarily lower their androsterone or the whole androgen pool very much so if your androgen pool is all topped off and you only lower by 50 percent you'll not probably be experiencing as much side effects as someone that is like half and lowering to like a th- like a, to a quarter or lower they will have significantly more side effects because their androgenic pool is much lower So that's just one of the hypotheses. And as a quick side note, you really don't have to use a lot of finasteride if you want to use finasteride. Studies have used very small doses of like 0.01, 0.05 milligrams, 0.2 milligrams. And they found that 0.2 milligrams of finasteride per day was almost just as effective as 1 or 5 milligrams of finasteride on a daily basis. And that the 0.05 was almost as effective as the 0.2 milligrams. So the thing is like, you can literally use 1.2 milligrams of asteroid to get that beneficial effect of blocking DHT, which is not a beneficial effect. And then the higher doses you use of asteroid, the more side effects you are likely to get. Well, that's perhaps not completely true because people actually get more side effects with a one milligram dose compared to the five milligram dose. And as I've mentioned in the previous video, these side effects of finasteride is not just to blocking uh, due to blocking dht that has other side effects as well or other beneficial effects as well like increasing the production of coenzyme cutane and lowering excess adrenaline so those are two of the beneficial effects that finasteride has um so people say why does finasteride work well those are two mechanisms and a lot of the other mechanisms has not been properly studied that's why we don't know about them and then lastly i want to talk to you about the importance of dht for the metabolism so um, there are studies that show that in animals, if you give them finesse, right, they exhibit they have um, like hypometabolic uh, symptoms despite having normal levels of thyroid hormone. So you need thyroid and the androgens to work synergistically t- t- together to boost the metabolism. That's why in the olden days, when people had elevated cholesterol, which is typically a sign of low thyroid function and low uh, cellular energy production, they gave these people thyroid and injectable androsterone that synergistically stimulated the metabolic rate and dramatically lowered the cholesterol by sometimes like 50%, which is insane. So you need your 5-alpha-reduced steroids to work together with thyroid. So if you have proper thyroid, but now you also lower your DHT, you're going to suffer some hypometabolic consequences. So yeah, there's probably a lot more benefits to 5-alpha-reductase that I didn't cover in this video, but I'll probably make another video discussing that. But just find this very, very interesting to talk to you guys about, um, you know, the importance of 5-alpha reductase in the whole androgenic pool. It's not just testosterone, but also, uh, it's not just testosterone to DHT, it's also the other 5-alpha alpha-reduced metabolites, and you will only really see what they are if you do a... Dutch test, which we look at all these metabolites. Now, you have the 5-alpha and the 5-beta reductase. There's a ratio between the two. And the more hypothyroid you are, the less 5-alpha reductase you will have. And it's usually the people that are hypothyroid that that suffer from hair loss, typically. So they already have a reduced 5-alpha reductase, but they're the ones that start to suffer from uh, hair loss. So that's just something to think about, right? So um, you, um, there, there was a study that showed that people that don't have enough 5-alpha reductase, it wasn't very good to just look at their testosterone to DHT. But you wanted to look at the androsterone to 5-beta androsterone ratio to see actually their proper um, like 5-alpha reductase activity. Because you compare it to the 5-alpha and 5-beta, if you're really hypothyroid, you will have a 1-to-1 ratio between 5-alpha and 5-beta. And then the better your thyroid works, the higher your 5-alpha reductase will be. And that will put you in a more androgenic-anabolic uh, state. So if you're, that, that's why they also look at testosterone to epitestosterone. So testosterone is anabolic and androgenic, whereas the epitestosterone is anti-androgenic. So you want to have a look at those ratios between the 5-alpha reduced metabolites and the 5-beta reduced metabolites. Alright guys, I hope this video was helpful to bring to you the awareness of the importance of 5-alpha reductase and the importance of the 5-alpha reduced steroids. Just as a recap, DHT to estrogen ratio for prostate health and penile health, and also mental health, and insulin sensitivity, liver health, those kind of stuff. And then you also have the DHT to cortisol ratio, and 5-alpha reductase increases DHT, 5-alpha reduced metabolites, and enhances detoxification of access uh, cortisol. And as a result, you'll have better liver function, more insulin sensitivity, bra- uh, better brain health, better muscle health, better bone health, better everything health. So you don't wanna be blocking five alpha days. If you're suffering from hair loss, there is no- there is many things going on that might be the problem. It's not just a DHT. It's like, it's, it's almost so ridiculous to look at the complexity of the human body and say, hey, it's DHT, it's that one thing that's causing this dysfunction, which is not. But this video is not to talk about hair loss. This video is to talk about the importance of 5-alpha reductase and the benefits of 5-alpha reductase in the benefits of the 5-alpha reduced steroids. All right, guys, I hope this video was helpful. And just as a quick solution, one of the best things that you can do that people have reported to me that they uh, experience benefits from, if it's from low DHT or uh, res- like resolving some of their symptoms from finasteride, is using topical DHEA combined with a little bit of progesterone or using androsterone and a little bit of allopregnenolone. So allopregnanolone through the backdoor pathway can also convert into DHT and the 5-alpha-reduced metabolites. So experiment accordingly. I would say like progesterone is like a soft steroid, and then like the androsterone is like a hard steroid. So you have the allopregnanolone, a soft steroid, and the DHT, a hard steroid. And these two balance each other out really well, so it's a good experiment to try both. But I would start with more like the benign. Uh, steroids benign like the safer ones like a topical DHEA and maybe combined with androsterone and see how you do it maybe a little bit of progesterone and let those convert into the metabolites that they should all right guys i hope this video was helpful I'll check you in the next one cheers guys